people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to The JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. What's happening? Hey, we're back at you here. Josh Kalinowski and my main man, James Rivera. What's happening, dude? How's it going, man? Best day yet. Good. Best day yet. Yeah, recovering from that uh, slight surgery, and uh, uh, we're going to talk about that today. So, But yeah, I, you know, it's amazing how much I kind of felt like I got knocked down there, and uh, I thought I was a lot stronger in my recovery, uh, but uh, feeling good today, man. I'm actually feeling normal and back to myself. So uh, a lot more energy than I've had all week, and I'm excited to be here, dude. So how, how, you held down the fort, though. You did a fantastic job. You know, we way. did. There, it, was, it was pretty maintenance-free. There was, there was not a lot going on, uh, no fires to put out. I think you and I discussed that. No, no real fires to put out. So it was, it was pretty easy. Yeah, I would say that there's always fires to put out. <laughs> Let's just say that maybe we're just so used to the, either the amount of them or the enormity of them that uh, it's amazing what you get used to, and it's amazing what... Uh, as you continue to grow and you take on more responsibility, the things that might've affected you in the past, uh, it doesn't affect you now. True right? story. So, yep. all right guys. Hey, listen, we want to come back at you today on this. Um, so one of the things I just recently experienced, and this has been in the works for the last couple months was, um, I had to have some surgery and, uh, I had a little skin cancer on my nose and, um, you know, I had to have that done, uh, here this week. And it's been an it's been an interesting process for me uh, internally. Um, one is uh, just the fact that hey, listen, forty two years old. How the heck do you get skin cancer at forty two years old? And uh, just reflecting of like all of the when would that have happened? How did that even happen? And uh, even even to a certain point, I was even asking questions like, why is this happening, right? And uh, but I did have to I had to stop myself. I will tell you this, James. As I was reflecting on that, I really had to come to a point where I was like, listen, stop playing, stop doing the blame game. You know, it happened here. Here's what it is. And you know what? You got to move forward. You got to get it fixed and, and, and let's move on. And, and to be honest with you, man, I, I'm so fortunate that that's all it was, uh, 100% taken care of. So that's great. And, uh, you know, it's amazing when you start thinking about the people that are affected by cancer, um, or even other diseases that they even had no control over, right? Their body just started producing these things that became toxic for them. Um, it really is, it was an eye-opening experience for me to just even go through that, that process of remorse and maybe some self-pity in that. And then just that internal reflection of like, okay, really how short life can be, you know? I was sitting there in, in uh, mass this morning and I was literally talking, I mean, thinking about it, 42 years old, man. Um, that's still very young, but if I live to be 82 years old, that means I have 40 more years left on this earth. So, um, some good reflection time though. And I know that you and I spoke about, this isn't really the, the whole podcast here, but you and I spoke about this, like you are intentionally doing more of that personal reflection in the mornings. Absolutely. Why? Uh, Because you have to, if, if you're not, I mean, nobody's doing personal reflection for you, right? It's something you have to do. I, you know, in the winter months, no chickens, no no outside activities. It's cold. It gets light later in the day. Okay, hold on. You you got it. You just blo- you just 
threw a bomb on people right there. Chickens. They don't know. They probably okay. don't know so, that this is what you do. Now I have, I have mentioned, I have mentioned my agricultural uh, yeah. endeavors a little bit, but yeah, we, we raise chickens. Mandy and I, we raise chickens throughout the summer. They're, they're meat chickens. We, we Not raise two them. or three or four or five. But. No, like hundreds in, <laughs> in the hundreds right now. Yeah. I think we, we have just shy of 300 right now. So, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just a small thing that we do. It's something that, that we decided we wanted to do because uh, we wanted to produce something. We wanted to we wanted to kind of grow our own food. We grow our own food in the garden. We grow our own yeah. chickens. Uh, we we don't buy any any beef in the store. We all of our red meat comes from from the animals we hunt. Yeah. So uh, and it's we're not weirdo like that type of people. We just we just wanted to know more about our food and we we wanted to actually produce something. So yeah. so that's what that was about. That's a whole nother podcast though. Yeah. So um, we, pr- we produce kids. Yeah, I know. And you're doing a great job. They're growing up big and strong. So, yeah. And so with, with that in mind, I, in the, my mornings now start out at daybreak. I go out, I feed the little baby chickens. We drive out to the pasture. We have some leased pasture. We drive out to the pasture. We, we move the bigger chickens. And while I'm out there, it's just usually in the mornings, it's calm, it's quiet, and it's right up against the base of the mountain. And it's just gorgeous out there. And that's where I do my reflections. I just, I, I kind of plan out my day. If I know I've got difficult conversations coming that day, that's when I'm, yeah. that's when I'm preparing for those. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of scrimmaging out them out in my mind, yeah. preparing for my day, knowing where I want to be, knowing what I want to do. If I have a bunch of calls I need to make, uh, you know, agent rescue calls, then I'm going to be doing those as well in, yeah. in my mind. So that's my, that is now my quiet reflection time. Now, once winter hits again, it'll be back in a quiet room in the house, just reflecting. So, and you've got to do that. Yeah. And that is so key, man. We, you know, we talk about this and I know that uh, obviously it's made an impact in your life. It has made a tremendous impact in my life of just having that time to reflect that time to just have quiet. Um, you know, we, we've got so much noise that we're constantly putting into our lives to be able to have that, to be able to sit in silence uh, what an amazing, amazing thing that we need to train ourselves to continue to do. And I, I tell you what, th- when you do that, you have such amazing epiphanies. You have such, such amazing thoughts that go through your mind that will continue to help you move forward and continue to, um, you know, lead in the way that you want to lead in your life. So, um, my hats off to you for doing that, dude, yeah, that you've, you've recognized that many people don't re- understand that, man. They, they, they get up, their feet hit the ground and then they're just going. And then they wonder why five years, 10 years of their life just went by and they didn't feel like they had any control over it. So when you can have a intentional time to slow your life down, your morning down, your evening down, whatever time that is for you, man, oh man, you start getting so much more out of your life. So, um, all right. So the, the, the topic I want to really hit on today is, uh, is this, uh, is this thought of humility. Uh, I think it takes six, takes so many different forms. And as I was uh, talking about earlier uh, this week is, you know, I, I went through, I had to go through some humility this week about, you know, the after effects of having the surgery. Um, you know, I've got a one inch scar on my, on my nose, the, uh, you know, just knowing that, you know, as much as videos I, I do, uh, as many people as I'm typically in front of the conversations that I'm having with people, um, you know, just in the back of my mind, having that humility to say, you know, it's okay. Like, it's okay to be in front of these people. It's, you know, don't hide yourself in a corner. Don't put yourself in the closet, you know, show up to work, um, have a great attitude. Don't be worried about the outside appearance because as you told me, you know, it's not about the outside appearances, it's about the things that you continue to say that are internal that are impacting people. 
you know, I had to have some humility just to, just to get the courage to, um, to show up and understand that like, like I don't look the way that I want to look. This is not the man that I, that I'm rec- I'm used to recognizing in the face and it is going to be a process and it will get better, but it's always like, it's the process that you have to go through in order to show that humility. So I want to hit that. And then I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper in there, but do you have, what would I give me some words of wisdom on this humility, just in that aspect right there. So from my perspective, I noticed it. I, I saw it in you. I, I mean, you were, you were wearing it like a badge. Um, and, and here's the thing, just so, because this is not a visual thing, uh, he has a, a little bitty Band-Aid, like the one you put on your pinky when you cut it, and it's it's right on the tip of his nose. It's not that big of a deal, right? It's It clearly looks like, you know, something, you know, something a, a, a stitch or maybe a couple of stitches underneath it, but that's it. It's not even not even that noticeable on your <laughs> No, it, it is. I mean, you notice it and you see it, but I promise you people aren't going to look at you and go, whoa, what's wrong with you? Right. Right. But I feel like that's, that's where you're at. You like, it's like your leading edge. Yeah. Right. But I think you're doing a great thing by showing back up here to work. Right. You, you definitely don't want to, and because you're, you're going to get that there, not everybody is as sensitive about what you got going on and you know, and here's the other thing they're going to say, Hey, what happened, Josh? And you're going to, of course, the C word is going to come up and everybody, the the air leaves the room when the C word comes out. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, Oh, I didn't know, right? Yeah. No, hey, hey it was no big deal. Little bit, little surface, little surface rust. We had to get rid of it. Yeah. We're good now, right? So that's the biggest part of it, right? You don't, you're not looking for the sympathy. You're not looking for the attention. You're just like, hey, it was something that happened. It's done. Let's move on. But you're gonna get to have that conversation a lot, yeah. Right exactly. when you run into those people that you don't see on a regular basis, you're, you're gonna get to do that. And even after, even after the bandaid comes off where you and I were talking about, you know, what kind of scarring is there going to be? And you hope there's going to be minimal or no scarring. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but at the end of the day, I mean, I I have a good friend that says, Hey, you know what? Scars are just like tattoos with better stories. Mm. Right. So own it. Yeah. I want a scar on my wrist, not on my nose. <laughs> all right. I think that's the biggest thing. Fair uh, enough. All right. So, but I, w- I do want to talk about this concept of humility because, you know, one of the things that we continue to talk about is leadership and what it takes to be a leader in your life, leading other people. Uh, we've talked about, you know, positional leadership. We've talked about stewardship. And I really, as I was reflecting on this word of humility, um, one of the phrases that I've ca- I came across many, many months ago, and I've talked about it before, was that the definition of humility or just a characteristic of humility is that true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. And as I reflect on the people that inspire myself, inspire uh, hopefully a lot of the leaders within our companies, um, you know, the ones that really stand out to me are the ones that embody that right there. You know, they've got a tremendous amount of wisdom. They've got a tremendous amount of knowledge and because of that, they are so confident, not arrogant, because we talk about that, we, they're very confident in themselves that they have true humility in their life. And I do think it ha- it takes a lot, as a leader, it takes a lot of humility in order to really serve people at their best. And I know that, you know, you're experiencing this more and more and you're seeing it. I think it's funny when, you know, it's like, um, it, when you, when you start a, to identify these characteristics in leaders and in people that are hopefully becoming leaders, um, it's amazing how those really stand out. And one of the things that really, for me, I mean, it is just like black and white. When I, when I see a leader that has tremendous humility in their life, man, they just, they stand out from the crowd. It's like everybody else is black and white. 
and they're in color. And I think that, you know, one of the things that you need to continue to do as a leader is think about where are you at on this humility chart? You know, are you the one that is thinking less of yourself and more of other people? Or are you thinking more of yourself and less of other people? You are 100% right. And, and, you know, that, that is a thing. Some, sometimes we get, we get into our expertise, right? And, and we, it, it almost becomes, it almost becomes a disease, right? And we're like, oh man, I'm an expert in this, in this field, or I'm an expert in that field. And, you know, we, we rise to a level to where now we can share our expertise with expertise with other people and how, with how much humility we share that makes a difference on what type of leader you are. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. You know, one of the things that you and I spoke about, and I really want to hit on too, is like, you know, if you, if you haven't realized this, um, already is that typically the, the people that, that become leaders in any organization are the ones that start to really propel themselves and have success at a certain position. The unfortunate next step for them typically is to take a leadership role with less money. And we talk about finances a lot when it comes to the success because we, we oftentimes we um, identify success with financial success as well too. And that is definitely a portion of success for sure. You know, building wealth, building wealth for your family and yourself. But I will tell you, if you start with comparing true leadership and, and, and uh, financial success at the very beginning, you're missing the mark big time. Uh, I can't tell you how many times presidents of banks make less than the top producing agents. Um, you know, leadership within uh, organizations make less than the top producing salesmen. It just happens time and time again. And if you are a person that generally wants to lead other people, you better come to this realization right away that it's going to be a pay cut in order for you to get into that position because there is no way more than likely, right? I mean, there is the 1% firms out there that, that, that you can rise to the top and you get a pay raise. But more than likely, you're taking a financial pay cut in order to start to a position of leadership in any organization. Hey, you are exactly right again. You know, both you and I have experienced this, right? There are agents in our offices making way more money than you and I are. Exactly. Right? Um, You you come from a little different angle. You were a top-producing agent in your firm, and you said goodbye to all of that. You, you, You let that income go out and disperse throughout your company took that pay cut, pay cut so that you can influence more people's lives and impact more people's lives and build more leaders like myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely like, you know, if I could give you a, a top two to three list of why I made that decision, one of them was definitely because we wanted to make a greater impact and we knew that the company couldn't grow if I was going to maintain the salary or the financial status that I had had when I was selling or when our team was selling. The other thing is that I just didn't want that lifestyle anymore. I wanted to take back um, more of my life. And in order to do that, and what's one of the great things as a trade-off for a leader is that, you know, even though you're always on call and you're constantly like, you know, you're talking to people a lot, um, you're not having to do the same things you need to do to be successful as an agent, as a salesperson, as a top producer, right? I mean, you're like, you are literally living and breathing and like, sun up to sundown. That's what you're doing, right? You got it. This does give a little bit more freedom, which I do appreciate, um, to be able to do that. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I think one of the things as a young leader, as I was going through 
my transition from baseball to um, real estate, one of the hardest things that I had to come to realization with was the financial picture uh, of my life was dramatically going to change when I got out of baseball. Um, you know, as you know, that many professional athletes, I mean, even the base, the ones that are like not playing every day, the ones that are sitting the bench, the ones that are uh, the relievers, the ones that literally are not everyday positional players, you know, they're making more money on a yearly basis than most top, top agents, most top producing CEOs, most business people do in a year. I mean, easily hand over, like if not double what, uh, what a CEO is making. So the financial f- picture for me went from millions originally to hundreds of thousands to potentially even thousands of dollars. And that was really challenging. You know, when you know that like this is what your life was going to, when you felt like this is what your life was going to look like, and then you had to change that. And, you know, I, I was able to, through the years, create an amazing team. We had tremendous success. And we started to elevate ourselves to see that financial gains, those financial gains and get to that financial picture. But then once again, priority shifted. And what I was felt like was important in my life finally came to the realization that money, as great as that was and what it did give us for freedom, and money's good. I'm telling you what, I mean, people have this outlook of money that money is bad. No, no way. It's how you use money. You got it. You know, if you use it in the wrong way, money can be bad. But think of all the great things that happen when you do have the money. Think of all the charities. Think of the the lifestyle that you can provide for your family. Think of the generosity that you can um, provide to other organizations and other people when you have the financial means to support that. So money can be a fantastic thing. It also just it also has to have great humility in it too, though. You got it. And and so many times, looking back to the uh, let, let's go back to the professional athlete side of that. How many times is humility lost with all that money? Yeah. Right. And not a lot of humble millionaire athletes and proof positive that is what happens after they leave the game. Yeah. Right. So, and, and that's absolutely, absolutely true as far as it's, and you've really got to have your priorities straight to be able to lead people who are making large amounts of money or, you know, twice, three times, four times the amount of money you are. You, you've got to have your priorities straight. You've got to understand that, hey, I'm, I want to see them grow. I genuinely want to see them grow. Yeah. So that's why I'm pouring into them. Not because I want to see my bank account grow. Now, I, I'm, I'm a man of faith, and I have faith that as I grow more successful real estate agents, my income is going to grow. It's, exactly. it's going to happen. I know it is. Yeah. And I, but I've got to keep putting in the work. Yeah. yeah you, the, the, more, the more that you help people become successful in their lives, of course, obviously, the more impact that makes in your life as well, too. So I love this quote, and we're going to kind of start to wrap this up a little bit. But life is a long lesson in humility. And I will tell you that when you start to understand that, when you grasp that concept, man, life gets a lot less complicated when you understand like the humility in your life. That's a, that's a lifelong lesson. It's not just going to be one chapter in your life. It's not going to be one example or one thing that happens, Is that, but it's every opportunity that you have that comes through your life is an opportunity in humility. And uh, I tell you what, man, I, I really, it was hard to go through it at the very beginning, but I really was able to like, like identify it very fast and I embraced it. And that like, I have really been enjoying and praying about this humility in my life right now to help me become a better leader and to just be able to just, you know, be able to 
look myself in the mirror and with the confidence that, you know, regardless of what I look on the outside, regardless of what happened right there, nothing internally has changed in my life. And I still need to be the same person. I still need to show up the same way. And I still can make the same impact that I made in the past. Of course you can. All right, dude. All right. Well, um, we're going to wrap this up, man. We went a little bit longer right there, but I think it was, you know, it was a deep conversation. And I think a lot of people don't like to talk about humility. If they do talk about it, they always like to talk about how others should have humility in their lives. I'm pointing the like point the finger back at you, uh, point at the person in the mirror when it comes to humility, and ask yourself when you're looking at the, the, this opportunity to have humility in your life, ask yourself like where are the areas that you need to have more humility for you to become a better leader in your life and a better leader for others that you are leading. You got it. Um, and and if we're not willing to self audit, then we'll never grow. Yeah, exactly, brother. All right, dude. Hey, as always, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us on this episode. We are excited about being back, and we will look forward to seeing you guys on the very next episode of the JK Experience.